You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come over to the site now, get all you need as we look at the NFL Draft. My latest mock draft is up there. We're building towards a seven-rounder. We'll have that up soon around the corner, as well as my big board of top 100 players. Anything you missed in free agency, we're tracking that there for you here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We are continuing our look at the depth charts around the league. We looked at the AFC quarterbacks, all 16 teams there. Now it's time to look at the NFC quarterback situation. So, again, uh, we will get through uh, the main positions here, offensive skills. So we'll go AFC, RB, NFC, RB, then end up with the wide receivers and tight ends for both conferences as well here over the course of the next uh, five shows here. So, NFC quarterback, so we want to know uh, where we're standing here before the NFL draft, where uh, teams might go in the direction of uh, quarterback uh, here. We did that for the AFC. We'll do that for the NFC today. So let's uh, get into it for sure. We'll start in alphabetical order by city, and we'll get through all 16 teams for you. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, We know their situation from the end of last season. Cost them a uh, shot at the playoffs. Kyler Murray couldn't really go in that final game against the Rams. They went with Chris Strebler. He was okay for a while, but we know the limitations of Chris Strebler and their offense. He doesn't give you that same running dimension. Simply put, he doesn't have the same pedigree of Kyler Murray, but he think he played enough where the Cardinals feel like he can develop into a more reliable backup here. So that's not where they're focusing their uh, attention too much. They also have Cole McDonald. He played at Hawaii. He's their third-string quarterback. So not a lot to see there. I don't know if the Cardinals will make that a priority to try to upgrade behind Murray. They really haven't looked at veterans here so far. So that's uh, something to uh, watch. But, uh, yeah, so we're looking at Kyler Murray pretty much uh, being the guy. And it's not like Streveler would be a plug-and-play player for you at quarterback in fantasy. Now let's look at the Atlanta Falcons. Here's their depth chart. Are you ready for it? Matt Ryan. That is their depth chart. Matt Schaub is uh, going into retirement. This is a new offense here with Arthur Smith, the coach, and Dave Ragone, the offensive coordinator. Matt Ryan needs a backup. So this is why people are thinking, okay, maybe they might use that number four overall pick on the developmental quarterback. Say it's Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Matt Ryan's contract is hard to get out of here in 2020. One, but uh, you could look at Arthur Smith maybe going in a different direction. We know what style quarterback he likes. That was the last team we talked about. The FC, the Titans, that's where Smith came from. And uh, Brian Tannehill, the mobility there. So Fields and Lance would seem to fit that profile a little bit le- better than Matt Ryan, who's aging, showing some wear here. But there's room in the depth chart for someone behind Matt Ryan. So we'll see. Uh, uh, they could be signing anyone at any moment here to... Fill out the depth chart, but yeah, that's what it's looking like here that the Falcons might still need to draft a quarterback, period, to bring on a developmental one, even if it's not a first-round pick at some point in the draft. Think about that behind Ryan for Arthur Smith. 
Sticking in the NFC South, we go to the Carolina Panthers, and they've got a situation here. With Teddy Bridgewater, still the starter, but that's a tenuous hold. P.J. Walker, the Temple connection there, still around for Matt Rule and Joe Brady. And you have Will Greer, a holdover from the previous regime. They're looking to make different changes here with quarterback. There's an emphasis with the new GM and uh, the owner, David Tepper. Matt Rule, Brady, they're all aboard and not really looking for an upgrade at quarterback. So Teddy Bridgewater, one more year left on his deal. So he could end up being a bridge quarterback for one more year for real, where there is someone else that you can put into that gap. Number eight overall, the Panthers are sitting on that pick and really pretty much locked into a quarterback if things play out in the top five or not gone by then in the first seven picks. So something we're going to look at with the Carolina Panthers. The Chicago Bears, uh, they declared who their QB1 is. If you looked at social media, it is Andy Dalton. Yes, he's their QB1. Mitchell Trubisky, we talked about it. He signed to be the backup of the Bills. Nick Foles is still hanging around. They could move Nick Foles at some point. The Bears had to hedge their bets. They're number 20 overall to start the draft in the first round. They're not counting on to get a quarterback unless they make a move and get a little bit aggressive there. So right now... Andy Dalton gets his one-year shot to be the starter. One-year, $10 million there to be the starter of Chicago. Nick Foles, again, they want to dump that contract and move on after they took on that contract and helped out the Jaguars last year. It was a disastrous situation with him and Trubisky. So, again, uh, Dalton and Foles are what you're looking at here in Chicago. Not the most inspiring quarterback situation, but in Chicago, that's kind of what happens with their quarterback situation. Our final team we'll talk about in this segment is the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, you might feel like this is a familiar depth chart for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, locked and loaded. No more franchise tag. He's got the long-term deal. Now you have Garrett Gilbert behind him as the top backup, according to their depth chart. You have Ben DiNucci, and then you got Cooper Rush. So this is a very similar depth chart we've seen. It's another year of uh, Kellen Moore here, so... He's the third year in the offensive coordinator position under Mike McCarthy. We'll see if there's a changeup. They could uh, draft a quarterback here at some point to stash behind Dak to bring on. I bet you know Dak is going to be in the long-term plans here for the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, very similar, but we know how disastrous that was when they had to think about playing those guys when Dalton had the COVID-19 outbreak. So the Cowboys move on without Dalton. Their backup situation really drops a notch, but again, it didn't really look all that effective with Dalton until he got a little healthy and played down the stretch, but all these other guys had to be considered to play Gilbert and Danucci, especially had to uh, be in there for Dallas, so I think they're trying to amend that situation and say, no, we can't do that, so I wouldn't be surprised if at some point uh, the Cowboys find someone out there to sign to help in their offense uh, to just kind of improve the feeling, the experience in the quarterback room behind Dak Prescott. So there takes care of uh, five teams and their quarterback depth charts from the NFC. We'll still have 11 more to get to, so two more segments here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, as we always have three here for you. Uh, we give you all the news, information, analysis you need, uh, no nonsense here. That's how we bring it to you on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We've been telling you also about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, Amazing tasting protein bar with 100% of chocolate in all bars. And we're here near the end of Built Bar Madness. Mint Brownie trying to hold 
and get into the championship. And we're excited because Mint Brownie is also looking at the championship here. That's what they call it at Bill Bar Madness. Again, Mint Brownie all the way. We've loved that flavor. It's solid. You get the chocolate. You get the mint. You get that brownie flavor. And you can go uh, check it out there uh, as we get closer to the championship. Go to BuiltBar.com or Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Find out more. It's been a great uh, month here at Built Bar Madness. So, again, it, what, what I like about it is that everyone wins. You get Built Bars uh, of any flavor. You're going to love them all. And it's very easy to get them. All you have to do is go to uh, BuiltBar.com. If you use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order of BuiltBar.com. Make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. We'll be right back here with a look at the, the Lions quarterback situation uh, through the Giants in our next segment. Okay, it's uh, time to continue our look at the depth charts at the quarterback in the NFC all across the conference uh, before we head into the NFL draft. Uh, before we do that, make sure you're checking out the Locked on Today podcast. You get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked on Today podcast. Follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We look at the Detroit Lions, and yep, they've had some changes, uh, for sure. Jared Goff is now your starting quarterback for now. Uh, that's in 2021. They restructured his deal, so ee, they had to get some cap relief. That means they're tied to Jared Goff a little longer here. So maybe two years with Jared Goff. Lions, uh, again, they were excited about getting those multiple first-rounders in return for Matthew Stafford. They get a decent starter. I'm not sure, so sure, and we broke this down before with the fantasy football production, that the reality shift from Goff to Stafford is that much for either team. So the Lions, I'm going to say, won that trade. Here, I don't expect Goff to give us great fantasy football returns, but interesting backup situation. The former Packer, Tim Boyles now. David Blau, the former Purdue quarterback, he's still around. So it's Goff, Boyle, and Blau. I'll try to say that uh, three times fast, but yeah. That's what it's looking like. The Lions could be drafting a quarterback as well. Brad Holmes, the new GM who came over from the Rams, made the deal with the Rams, has talked about the quarterbacks in this class. I don't think they're going to take one early. I think they'll look at some wide receiver help here to help Goff in his transition with his new team. Now let's look at the Green Bay Packers. We know Tim Boyle's gone. It's Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Jordan Love, the first-round pick in 2020, the surprise pick. We know what he did to Aaron Rodgers. He motivated him to have another MVP season. So, again, uh, Love is still around. Will they develop him a little bit more behind A-Rod? Will he be a willing mentor? What does uh, Matt LaFleur want out of uh, Love? What are they going to do with him? Are they going to try to flip him if Rodgers has another big year? All kinds of questions, but, again, uh, the Packers don't want to see what Jordan Love can do probably too early. They would say something has happened to Rodgers. But again, this might be a transitional year. This might be the last year for Rodgers. The Packers seem intent on possibly moving on if the contract gets too high. We'll have to watch that situation carefully. But really hard to think that way. Ron Rodgers is coming off MVP season and Love had a very slow development in his rookie year behind him on the bench. Now let's look at the Rams. Uh, we talked about the 
Lions and go to Jared Goff, it's going to be weird to see Matthew Stafford in a Rams uniform. But he's the starter. You still have John Walford. So Walford uh, was valuable there when they needed him a little bit. Uh, I think they toyed with the idea of starting him in the playoff game uh, there. But uh, he came through against the Seahawks. And uh, again, they had to move on. Walford uh, earned his keep here behind Stafford. So Stafford's the starter. Good situation here. Good receiving core. Let's hope uh, that he can uh, piece together some QB1. If I had to say between Stafford and Goff, who I feel a little bit better about in uh, returning to QB1 that we've seen in the past, I say it would be Stafford just because you look at the receiving situation where the Lions pretty much have to overall receiver. And we'll get into that when we break down the Lions uh, depth chart there at wide receiver. All right, let's uh, go to our next team here. We've, we get to the M, the only M team in the NFC, the Minnesota Vikings. So you have Kirk Cousins is your uh, top quarterback here, so not much behind him. And these are some names you might know if you follow college football. Jake Browning, remember him from Washington? Yeah, and Nate Stanley from Iowa. These are the two backups, uh, guys that uh, had pretty good careers. They were talked up of what their pro credentials were, but... What we see with the Minnesota Vikings is uh, not much beyond Kirk Cousins. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Again, not quite ready to replace him. They could look to stash a quarterback if the player comes about, maybe a Kyle Trask. We'll see Vikings uh, don't have that second rounder either, which makes it a little trickier. They had to move it to the Jaguars and the Yannick Ngakwe situation. So it might be tougher to stash a quarterback behind Cousins. So Cousins at least looking like he'll have the stranglehold on the job for one more year. New Orleans Saints, this one is a tough one to get adjusted to, folks. No more Drew Brees. He's in retirement now. He's somewhere uh, second or third on the depth chart on NBC Sports. And uh, one day he will be the number one guy there replacing Chris Collinsworth. So as they move on, uh, it's James Winston versus Taysom Hill. The early indication that Winston has the edge over Hill, which is a surprise because Hill's the one who came in and started when Brees went down last year while Winston waited. So both of them... Uh, Winston, I think, feels confident that he can get this job because they re-signed him, gave him a bump up in salary. Hill's deal was restructured, so I think they want the traditional passing of Winston. I think at the time it was easier to adjust to Hill and make the play, so we'll see. But Winston has a big opportunity. Hill has a big opportunity, and we know this is an explosive Saints offense, so we're going to watch this battle very carefully. It is the battle to watch a quarterback uh, with established guys in the NFL that doesn't involve a rookie. We will watch that all the way, but certainly some fantasy football upside for either those. And if you're wondering who the third quarterback is of the Saints, it is Trevor Simeon. So Trevor Simeon, really another guy who's a good starting experience from the Broncos. He's bounced around as a backup. was with the Vikings there of late. So Winston, Hill, and Simeon is how the Saints step chart reads right now. Let's go to the New York Giants, the final team we'll get to in this segment. Daniel Jones is still their starter. They have a vote of confidence. They think he's the quarterback that will, quote, take them to the Super Bowl. So, big year for Daniel Jones, though. This is make or break. We know Drew Locke is already under pressure. They're a similar situation. Kyler Murray's already broken out for the Cardinals. Dwayne Haskins already flamed out for the Washington football team. So, you have the Giants here. Daniel Jones, big year ahead. Uh, your new backup uh, replacing uh, one Colt McCoy is one Mike Glennon. So more of a statue, less athletic quarterback. So Mike Glennon gets another uh, backup gig here after moving on from the Jaguars. So he's there in the mix. And your third quarterback, 
He was with the Cowboys when Jason Garrett, the Giants offense coordinator, was there. Clayton Thorson. So, kind of like it. The Saints and the Giants. Uh, personal bias here, but having uh, two Northwestern quarterbacks as their third stringers here for 2021. So, Jones, Glenn, and Thorson is your Giants uh, way of looking at quarterback. I doubt they're going to be in the market for drafting a quarterback here in uh, 2021. So still five more teams to get to. We'll do that in our final segment. But uh, i got to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but NBA, the NHL, and college basketball with a little thing called March Madness are in full swing near the end. This is the time to get in on the action there at Bet Online. Bet Online will even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. Bet Online is you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up at Bet Online. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On again. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to break down uh, the depth charts quarterback from the Eagles through the Washington football team. All right, uh, final segment of the show. We're doing pretty well here, looking at the quarterback depth charts of all your NFC teams. So we've got five more to talk about and uh, some interesting things for sure that have uh, developed. We'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles in a moment, but are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked on NFL Draft host Trevor Sikma and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked on NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we'll have plenty more draft talk here. The Eagles uh, will not be drafting a quarterback. They have Jalen Hurts. As they move on from Carson Wentz, Hurts has a job. Interesting choice of backup behind Jalen Hurts. Very similar to what we saw with Lamar Jackson in reverse here. Joe Flacco. We know Joe Flacco went to Delaware. He's a New Jersey guy from Audubon. So maybe just a little bit of a retirement home, close to home type of signing here for uh, Joe Flacco. But interesting. Just a different style of quarterback for sure. Nick Sirianni system, but remember he had two different styles of quarterback last year too with Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. So they can adjust in their offense and it's uh, malleable, but they're hoping that Hurts doesn't get hurt and Joe Flacco has to play. He played a little bit with the Jets last year out of necessity because of Sam Darnold. But again, Flacco, good veteran presence, going to help in the locker room, and I think he's accepted right now that he is a backup, clearly. I mean, you don't sign with the Eagles knowing that they have Jalen Hurts. If you don't accept that, and it's hard for sometimes that veteran to accept it early. He wasn't interested in being a mentor to Lamar. And I don't know if you would call him a mentor, but someone you can uh, kind of bounce ideas off of. Has played a lot of good football, had a Super Bowl MVP run. So that's going to be good for, I think, Jalen Hurts here. And I think Flacco's just become a little bit more professional. It's hard when you get that bombshell that you're no longer capable of starting in this league. But I think he accepted that with the Jets last year. And I think... Flacco is going to mature, and I think that's really going to help here Hurts in that room. Now, we know one guy that probably wasn't uh, too happy with what happened with the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo. You might have heard uh, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan uh, earlier this week just talking about, oh, Jimmy's going to like the competition. He's going to get better. But this is not competition, folks. So when you have the number three overall pick, you're drafting the next future of your franchise here. So 
Again, Garoppolo, we'll see if they can move him. The Patriots, again, they've been tied to conveniently, of course, because they're his former team. But maybe some other team will be in the mix. Maybe there's Chicago there with uh, the ties. He, he did uh, play at Eastern Illinois. He's from the Chicago suburbs in the North Shore. So we'll see if he's the guy that is on the radar for other teams here. But for now, the 49ers look like they want to keep Jimmy Garoppolo and keep that number three pick, which... I don't know, it's hard to say. Do they go after Mac Jones to polish the start right away? Do they go with Trey Lance? Do they go with Justin Fields? You can check that out. I wrote a column about that this week. I think it's a very tough decision for the 49ers. I think they have to all, have all the information. But the bottom line is it's not good for Jimmy G's chances of staying on top of the depth chart here in San Francisco. By the way, the backups here, a couple of Joshes. Josh Rosen and Josh Johnson. So... Yeah, Josh Rosen, I think he's been uh, handed around pretty quickly ever since uh, the Cardinals gave up, the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, the, just all kinds of uh, tough going for Josh Rosen. He never really got a chance this league, but right now he would be the backup for the 49ers there and uh, probably will still stay that way if something happens and they move on from Garoppolo. Let's look at the Seahawks. There's not much behind uh, Russell Wilson, folks, anymore. It is down to Alex Magoo and Danny Etling. Etling was a former Patriots draft pick. So this is your Russell Wilson backup territory. So keep Russ healthy. It's a good thing that Russell Wilson doesn't miss games. He hasn't missed a game, a start, even a sniff of it, since entering the league as a third-round pick in 2012. So, again, as durable as they come, the Seahawks probably are taking that for granted a little bit with their Backup situation, but that's where we are here in Seattle. Now let's go to Tampa. Guess who else is flying solo? It's TB12. Uh, Blaine Gabbert and uh, we'll see if uh, Ryan Griffin, those guys are your backups. I would suspect there's a chance that uh, one of those familiar guys will be back in the fold before it's all said and done. But TB12, I mean, he's fully healthy. He doesn't uh, really miss games. The last time he's really done that is uh, 2008 when he tore his knee in the first game against the Chiefs. But that was a long time ago. That's ancient history. That's uh, 13 seasons ago. So Tom Brady, offensive line's good. They just extended Donovan Smith there. The left tackle, Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle, really kept Tom Brady upright. He's got multiple tight ends, all that stuff. So Tom Brady got the, ex- the extension, the restructure. He's good to go, looking better than ever here for the Bucks. Speaking of old guys that are smart and can keep themselves in shape and keep getting jobs, that is Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're a good way to end here. Feel-good story. He adds another team to his uh, punch card here. It is the Washington football team. Alex Smith, we'll see. Uh, at some point, uh, he'll probably end up on some team, but Alex Smith uh, may also end up retiring here. Ryan Fitzpatrick... Uh, is your bridge starter. He gets the $10 million deal as well that Andy Dalton got from the Bears. So Fitzpatrick is your guy. Uh, Right now, the backups that they're looking at would be Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen, two former Young Panthers in that order. Both those guys worked with uh, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. Heineke had a little bit of buzz from the playoffs and all that. So we'll see what happens here. But Alex Smith had to move on. I think Washington is very strongly in the market to potentially take a second-round quarterback. They picked 19th overall in the first round, so I think they'll be out of reach there. But second-round, Kyle Trask, it seems like a good stash here. Good development little guy behind Fitzpatrick. Uh, I get it, Heineke and Allen have some promise in this offense, and we've seen it before. But, uh, again, I I really think he Washington will be uh, really thinking about quarterback 
in this draft. Uh, once we get to second round, this day two, then the third round as well, if uh, it doesn't pan out there. All right, there you have it. There's your depth chart updates for the quarterbacks on all the NFC teams here. So good uh, catching up uh, there. We have to uh, turn our attention to the running backs next. So we'll do that. We'll do a double dose of them as well. We'll do the AFC running back and depth chart roundup, and then we'll come back the NFC, and then we'll do it all again. AFC wide receivers and tight ends, and the NFC wide receivers and tight ends. So, again, thanks so much for listening. This has been fun to catch up and uh, get some analysis here. And we go straight to the point, no-nonsense analysis. That's what we pack in here for you on Lockdown Fantasy Football. We do it all off-season long, leading up uh, back to the next season. So, we love it. We love talking football. We love breaking down and looking at the little things that we know can be big when it comes to fantasy football. We're your advanced scouting source. Here, and uh, we'll be uh, turning our attention to that, the futures and the NFL draft and all that stuff. So good stuff all around here. Again, tune in tomorrow for our look at the AFC running back depth charts. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day.